Today on Bonerhead Radio, we cover Evo Watch 2016, brought to you by Jesus Waffles on ESPN2. Hello and welcome to Gamerhead Radio, episode number 174. I am Jonathan Santiago. Five. Oh, 75, even. Yeah, I am Jonathan Santiago, <laughs> a.k.a. Cooked Brain Fallon Flynn. We're being for villains! Come on! I am Charlie Cooked uh, Cooked Immune System uh, Technotronicorn Worthley. Mm. Candy Mountain, Charlie! And I am Goat, the reason we're late tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say you're the reason we're late tonight. I would say that... Uh, um, the technology that 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 piece of shit yeah. laptop that you're using is clearly the reason. Whoever you bought that thing from, you should get a refund. The, uh, no, it's not the hardware; it's definitely the software. <laughs> um, the, the the black. The joke there is that he bought it from me. Just to be clear, the, the joke is that I bought it from him. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, gentlemen, how was your week this week? Uh, well, miserable. Um, yeah. yeah. I let's start with you, let's start with you, Charlie. You sound like you had kind of a rough rough spot this week. <coughs> I've been sick since Wednesday. Yeah, yes. Um, I've been I've been sick since Wednesday. Um, I, uh, I I felt the uh, the I felt it coming on Wednesday at work. Um, started with the whole post nasal drip thing, which is you know for me is like a sure. I don't know if that's other people. Of course, I haven't mm-hmm. I haven't been in other people's bodies when they've gotten sick. Um, so. Um, uh, for me, that's that's one of my telltale signs that uh, I'm about to get very sick is when it starts with a post-nasal drip. Um, stayed home Thursday to try and, like, take a whole bunch of vitamin C and, like, had it off at the past. Did not work. Was even worse on Friday. Was <laughs> even worse on Saturday to the point where I missed uh, the villains show at the House of Blues, which I am incredibly upset about. Um, and uh, But at this point now, with it being Sunday, uh, I'm on the upswing. But uh, if, if you guys have ever had one of these, like, like week-long colds before you, you might understand what I you know just to just give you a frame of reference when I say this I'm at the point now where I've given myself a backache with the amount that I've coughed and sneezed over the last four days so um, yeah I'll be muting my microphone a lot probably tonight so the, the <laughs> no. nice for some strange reason all of a sudden like some sort of haunted nightmare something is going off next to me while we're live on the air <laughs> what the fuck is that that's not my phone give me a second to check that. <laughs> I was going to um, say somebody's cats either meowing or John has a loose Tyrannosaurus Rex <laughs> yeah, it, it could be one or the other honestly yeah. um, haunted, haunted by the ghost of fucking <laughs> well, I, I, I figured out what Charlie's problem is yeah. He, he he did it to himself. What's that? He he went on this he went on this epic what five con binge. So you've just got con flu times five. <laughs> <coughs> yes. Um, did that work? I oh, I tried to mute. Sorry. Um, um, yeah, it, it sure took a sweet time getting to me though. Um, here here here's another barometer for how how sick you guys can know that I am. Um. This this is not the point, but this is this. I'm just going to show off my 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 Ponyville cider for beer beer stein because I love this thing. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm drinking beer out of this. What beer am I drinking out of this? You might ask. 
I am drinking Miller Lite. Why am I drinking Miller Lite, you might ask? Because I can't taste the good beer, so I'm just going to drink the shitty beer. <laughs> so that's what it takes to get Charlie to drink cheap, junk-ass beer. It's just, <laughs> just fry his taste buds, and then no. he'll drink He'll drink the, uh, the flavored water. Exactly. Well, yeah. I see his point here. It's a good plan. You can't taste it, but it'll still knock you out. Either way, you win. <laughs> That's mm. the idea. So, um, but speaking of the uh, the the villains show that I missed, um, gentlemen, please tell me how the fruition of your last few months of labor turned out. It it, it was it was good. It was crazy. Like it was a, a weekend and an evening full of insane technical difficulties. That's it. Just uh, one of those like shit happens kind of weekends, um, but not not too detriment. Uh, we. We, I called it a soft launch of the new show on Facebook a couple of days ago because that's exactly what it was. It was uh, our costumes were varying degrees of levels of complete. So we actually got up there in unfinished costumes and did it. I'm missing like my costume's probably only about fifty percent finished. So I got up there in half the rig. The rest of it will be ready by uh, Anime Midwest this coming Friday. But, uh, yeah, we did the best we could with uh, with what we had to work with in the moment. Um, but it was a really good opportunity to kind of flex our muscles on some of these new songs um, that uh, that have not been played live at all. So um, I've, I had a good time. It was fun. I was exhausted by the time we got out of there. I'm still fucking, like, whooped right now. But, um, yeah. What were your thoughts on that goat? It was it was a good beta test that we needed. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, you can't uh, you can't launch the entire new army without figuring out if it works together or not. You know, one of the things that makes me laugh though is is like leave it to this band to do like oh we're gonna we're gonna work out the kinks at House of Blues we're gonna like <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna smooth it out like if there's any fuck ups there it's fine it's just House of Blues, which makes me laugh. Um, but it was fun. It was a good show. Uh, this was our, our first show with Mike, our new drummer. And uh, he, he went in there and he, he crushed it, man. He did a good job. And it's just going to get better from there. Even, so um, I'm excited to see what next week brings because there's going to be a lot more to see and look at. And you know what I mean? It's just going to be better. Uh-huh. Um, v- viewers, if, if, you're, if you're watching the stream now or later, um, if, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on John here for a second. John, can you do me a favor? Can you lean in and like stare directly into the camera? Just like lean in into the um, camera. I know what you're doing. Okay. <clears throat> I, I just want to point out something. This is how you can always tell that John has played a show in the last 24 to 48 hours. He has a condition that I've come to call Flynn Eye. Um, yeah, and the, uh, the, the dark circles that you see around his eyes, that is not lack of sleep. That is the makeup that he has not been able to wash off yet. It's both. It's both. <laughs> I took a shower and I still can't get all of it off. So, yeah, it's a little bit of both, you know. Um, People always think it is that I'm like maybe I have cancer or something when they see <laughs> when they see my eyeballs. I'm like no, not cancer. You well, just, you can tell them now. I've coined the term. You can say no, I've just got Flynn eye. I've just got Flynn eye. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what it is. Um, so yeah, yeah. It sounds like uh, sounds like we had uh, we had a week. I don't know what the hell you'd call it other than had a week. Um, but uh, yeah, so so Charlie, let's talk about uh, this week's releases. Fill everybody in on what's uh, what's coming out. Absolutely. So uh, this week we're looking at Tuesday, July 5th. Uh, we're getting Rocket League Collector's Edition on the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Carmageddon Max Damage on the PS4 and the Xbox One. 
Romance of the Three Kingdoms 13 on the PS4 and the PC, Lost Sea on the PC and the PS4, The Brookhaven Experiment on the PC, which is apparently a virtual reality title, uh, Banner Saga 2 is getting a release on the PS4, Xbox um, got its release on uh, July 1st, uh, a couple days ago, uh, Energy Hook is coming out on the PS4, PC, and Mac, Fury, that's F-U-R-I, um, which hmm. also, I, I suppose, could be furry, but whatever. Um, it's coming out on the PS4 and the PC. Four different games. Yeah, very, very two different <laughs> games. Um, uh, Lumo is coming out on the Vita, um, is uh, joining the Xbox One, PC, and Mac and in, uh, in having a release out for that. And Metal, Metal Slug Anthology, uh, the PS2 version, is getting a re-release on the PS4. On Wednesday, July 6th, uh, Deep Space Dash is coming out on the PC. And Friday, July 8th, Hawken, H-A-W-K-E-N, Hawken is coming out on the PC and the PS4. Uh, looking to the future, on Tuesday, July 12th, we're getting Song of the Deep uh, coming out on uh, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. That's that new side-scrolling game from Insomniac. Um, Resident Evil 5 HD is coming out on the Xbox One and the PS4. Ghostbusters, hooray, is coming out on the <laughs> PS4, the Xbox One, and the PS4. Um, yeah. Seventh Dragon 3 Code VFD, coming out on the 3DS, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Assault Suit Lanos, L-E-Y-N-O-S, Lanos, is coming out on the PS4 and the PC. Mobile Suit Gundam, Gundam Extreme VS Force. Yes, Gundam is in the title twice, apparently, at least according to Kotaku's release log. It's coming out on the Vita. Um, Tumblestone on the PC and the Mac. Necropolis, a diabolical dungeon delve. Alliteration coming out on the PC and the Mac. Uh, Video Ball is coming out on the PC, Mac, PS4, Xbox One. That's all on Tuesday, July 12th. Thursday, July 14th, Infinium Strikes coming out on the PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Mac. Domain Defense on the PC and Mac. And Friday, July 15th, Monster Hunter Generations on the 3DS. MX vs. ATV Supercross Encore on the Xbox One. Move Love. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Uh, that's I, I need to say that again because that was just a lot of fun to say. <clears throat> Move love. It's coming out on the PC and the Xbox 360. What? And Rim World is coming out on the PC and the Mac. Can't help but wonder if Rim World is any relation to Move Love, but okay. Um, <clears throat> it's actually all three games: Furry Love, Move Love, and Rim. Yeah. Um, so one of the main reasons why I went and continued into the the, the, the subsequent re weeks uh, releases is just because I I personally don't really see anything coming out. Hello, fireworks! Uh, anything coming out in this next week that's of any interest to me, and I wanted to see if there was anything in the the week after. And I'm I'm slightly interested in Song of the Deep. But I'm, I don't know enough about it to be sure. So, what about you guys? You guys looking forward to anything here? Um, not particularly. There's not really anything that's that's standing out to me, and I, I think that may that may be a result of just uh, I don't want to call it game burnout. Um, but I've got so much shit to play <laughs> that I find myself going. I kind of put a moratorium on new purchases unless it's like gotta have it. You know. Yeah. You know? So you should be looking forward to Rocket League Collector's Edition, then, John. Shut up, goat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what about you, goat? Anything you're looking forward to in there? Uh, August. Why? Why August? Just because there's like nothing that's gonna come out and probably till then. It's <laughs> we're in a lull. E3 just happened. People are. It's summer, which you know we'll talk about that later. But you know, it's just uh, yeah. You know, we're in that eh time. <laughs> eh. 
having an and moment. All right, fair enough. Um, so, what did we play this week? Is there uh, anything that stood out, Charlie, Ooh. in your illness? Did it slow you down enough to actually sit down and take time to play? Actually, well, yeah, before we get to that, uh -oh. uh, it's the first week of the new month, speaking of... Uh, Oh, yeah, there is that. <laughs> um, okay, so here, I've got um, for, um, so yeah, we um, I think we forgot to do this uh, last month, and so this month, for the month of July, here are your free, um, here are your free Xbox Live games with gold titles. Um, uh, let's see, so currently, The Crew is still available, which became free on June 16th, and will be free until July 15th, so you can still pick up that. Uh, the Banner Saga 2 is going to be free from July 1st through July 31st, the entire month. And uh, so that's available now. And then um, looking forward, Tumblestone, which looks to be some sort of like uh, color matching puzzle type game, is going to be uh, free on uh, July 16th through August 15th. Uh, those are your Xbox One titles, Xbox 360 titles, which of course are also uh Compatible for uh, are backwards compatible on the Xbox One. Rainbow Six Vegas 2 is free currently uh, from July 1st through July 15th, and Tron Evolution uh, Random will be free from July 16th through July 30th. I actually played that game because I'm a Tron nut. It was not awful. Um, the best part about Tron Evolution, if you're into the movies, play the game because the game actually uh, adds story to it. It's sort of a prequel. Um, to the to the you know the more recent movie that came out and it kind of sets up the movie. So if you're interested in the story and the lore and everything, do play the game. It's it's playable. Like it's not it's like I, w I would say it's a solid six. You know, so it's definitely not the best thing ever, but it's definitely worth playing just for the added story it gives to the universe. So it's a solid eight uh, at free. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I mean, would like I would say that. Yeah, if you guys if you guys remember, um, I played I played the original. Um, the original uh, Banner Saga, and I really, really enjoyed it. I didn't get to finish it, but I, what I played, I really liked them from what I understand. Um, they made a lot of improvements to this new one, so I'm very curious to see um, if this one plays better. You know, I already have it installed. I plan on playing it. I just didn't get time to do it before the show today. Um, so yes, cool. good stuff. Everybody wins. Right. And on the PlayStation Plus side of things, your free games for July 2016. Um, Fury, that game that we mentioned, is uh, is the free game uh, for uh, PS4, as well as Saints Row Get Out of Hell, the expansion pack uh, for Saints Row 4. Is, uh, it's like a standalone expansion, so you don't need the original to play it, but uh, it is not the proper Saints Row 4. Is, uh, is the, those are your two free PS4 games for July. On the PS3, you're getting Call of Juarez Bound in Blood, and Fat Princess, um, oldie but a goodie there. Um, and on the Vita, your two free games for this month are or or she or oh man or Shika O R E S H I K or Shika Tainted Bloodlines on the PS Vita and Prince of Persia Prince of Persia Revelation. Um, and so those are your free games on the on, uh, the PlayStation Plus side of things. Um, not bad. No, not at all. They're kind of even this month. Nobody, they've been swapping back and forth. I think this month they kind of came in together. Lots of quality everywhere you look, which is good for us. Everybody on our end of the side, uh, end, end of the table is winning. You know, we get free good stuff. Remember when they first started these programs and they always gave you like, here's, it's like the shittiest game on the market that nobody wants. And 
I don't know when or what it was necessarily that got them to step up their game with, uh, you know, like Games of Gold and uh, PlayStation Plus. When people games, started really bitching good. about yeah. them giving us $4 games for $60 a year. <laughs> and they, they also promised us, remember, like, they promised us premier content, and they were like, here, here's, you know, uh, not Tetris hack. We $2.99 on the store. You got here's, a free. Here are games that were on the bargain bin a year ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, funny. that's what kind of stepped that up, but I, I'm glad they stepped up to it. Yeah, yeah indeed. Charlie, is there uh, is there anything that got you moving while you were, were sick? Anything that kept you company while you were dying? Well, so uh, not at all video game related, but I, mm-hmm. I, I I I in my medicated state across Thursday and Friday, I wasn't able. I didn't really have like the the mental capacity to, like, focus on a video game, you know what I mean? Um, so I did watch the entirety of the most recent season of uh, Game of Thrones, so I'm all caught up there, so that's very exciting, um, as well as Silicon Valley. Um, um, and if, if, if you're a geek and you don't watch Silicon Valley, you're doing it wrong. Like, it's, <laughs> like, it's, like, like, for people who are, like, in, like, the tech industry and, like, give a crap out of, like, all, like, the different, like, emerging technologies, like Google and Apple and, like, all that stuff that's happening in Silicon Valley, like, the show Silicon Valley is, is, is a absolute must-watch. It is hilarious and perfect. Um... Uh, but yeah, no. But uh, as far as video games are concerned, um, once I've uh, yesterday, uh, once I refound my the, enough mental faculty to be able to actually concentrate on video games, um, I finished. Uh, actually, earlier in the week, before I got sick, um, I finished uh, Wolf Among Us. Um, so good, so good, so good. So happy I played it. Um, the um, the uh, the only thing that irritated me about it was that like they did something different with the achievements in Wolf, Wolf Among Us that they haven't done in any of the games, and that's that there's there's an in there's like an in game like um you know like like encyclopedia of things that you've come across called just like the Book of Fables, and in each of the five episodes that there's there's like if you've ever played a Telltale game you know that you basically just get achievements for getting through the game. Um, very rarely have they ever like gone off in other directions. Like there were there were like one or two weird little achievements you could get in like the first season of Walking Dead, um, and um, I, I think for the most part that's been about it. All as far as I can remember right now, The Wolf Among Us is in each chapter there was an additional achievement for it was like twenty points for finishing each like chapter, but then there was like a forty point I think achievement for completing completing finding all the Book of Fables entry for that chapter, and that 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 in and of itself would not have bothered me except for the fact that um, at least. Um, According to the walkthrough that I found, because after I beat the game, I, I didn't I didn't care enough to try and find it on my own. I just I wanted to I just wanted to you know get through it. So the the walkthrough that I found basically, um, the way that it told me how to do it, and which I believe to be the case, is that you have to go back to certain decisions and make the other choice. And so yeah, I like, think you're right about that. If I remember right too. Yeah. Um. So like, in, in there there's a point in the first chapter where you're in a bar and like basically there's two guys that you want to catch and they're running in opposite directions you have to pick one of which one of them you want to choose now this decision is not right at the beginning of like the chapter it's like at the end and so like it just kind of irked me that that it it just felt like I almost feel like I wouldn't be complaining about this if it wasn't a Telltale game. Like I felt like this was a very un-Telltale-like thing for them to do, which is maybe why they haven't done it again. But um, so I had to go back to that checkpoint and like start from the beginning of that section and then replay that entire chapter just to get to that decision. But then making that decision like didn't really do anything for me story-wise. Like I suppose I could have continued to play to see how that decision like 
change things, but like in and of itself, that just that decision like wasn't any big revelating you know experience. Like, yeah, it was just but like, that's oh. part of what makes the Telltale games kind of interesting as like a social experiment because I have gone back and and tinkered with Wolf Among Us again, and I almost always feel an overwhelming compulsion to pick the thing I picked last time. Um, just because that that felt like the right thing to do to me, you know, it, it's just really strange how that works. Um, we've got a, a question for you, Charlie, from uh, Ricky, Ricky Keller. Yes. Uh, um, uh, yeah, Ricky wants to know if I've played Tales from Borderlands. How does this compare for you? I have played Tales from Borderlands. Um, I what what I could say is that. Wolf Among Us was overall a better experience, but I feel like Tales from the Borderlands had a better better last chapter. Like Tales from the Borderlands had for me some lulls in the middle. Like there were there were some points where it felt kind of slow, but the way that that Tales from the Borderlands ended, I thought was just amazing. Like the way it brought everything together and all your decisions finally caught up with you at the end in terms of like who was available to help you and like the the final you know conflict in in the game. You know, trying to be spoiler free here. Um, for anybody else that's watching, but um, so so the ending, I mean, so I mean, generally speaking, I'd say that they're about like I would I would rank them about the same, but for different reasons. Wolf Among Us for me was better consistently, but Tales of Borderlands had a significantly better ending. Is is how I would classify it. So you'd say it went, went out with a bang? Um, yes, yes, I would say that. <laughs> Um, it was fitting for the Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've been you've been really. Uh, I, I'm me, so glad that you've been picking up my slack on the dad jokes lately. Goat. The last two or three episodes, it's been uh, it's been super dad joke goat over there. That's because I deal with you way too much. <laughs> it's funny. Um, and then so. the other the other thing that I did was as I reached back um, into my uh, my backlog to a game that I originally started on March sixth, uh, twenty fifteen. Yes, I keep I keep track of all this. Um, and um, I went back and I have restarted um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag um, because I've said you know this has been sitting on my list for long enough in in a in a semi complete state. Um, I've got plenty of games that I haven't even started, but the ones that I have started, those bug me more than 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 the others. And so I've just said you know it's it's time. Like I'm I'm I, I'm way off of my normal pattern of being one year behind. And yeah, so you're off cycle now. Yeah, way <laughs> way off cycle. So um so I've gone. But back they're to skipping that. a year, so you're actually on cycle because they're skipping this year. So you skipped last year. You're fine. That's true. The well, but there was a window to catch up. Maybe. <laughs> Well, maybe, yeah, because I'm, I'm. Uh, well, you're two in the hole. You got Unity and Syndicate, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, we just have to make all his next three games would just have to be all Assassin's Creed to get ding, ding, ding. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think I could do all three right in a row. Good lord. Um, no, I don't blame you. I don't think yeah. I could either. I mean, just in just in general. I mean, just because mm -hmm. like I need to change up the games that I'm playing. Um, sure. I've been I've been wanting to play Uncharted, but I'm only allowed to play that when Michelle's around, so um and she's been busy, so that's true. She's got to stake a claim on her man, on her dude. <laughs> yeah. On um, yes, yes. Um yeah the, the rules of our open relationship are very strict. Yes. <laughs> and Drake, you know? That's no, no. I take, yeah. that, I take that back. That's not a thing. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> Funny. but, um, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, no, that, that's been it for me though. I mean, um, I'm, 
I'm, I'm enjoying Assassin. I'm, I'm enjoying Black Flag um, more than I feel like more than I was before. I don't think I had given it enough of a shot before to be able to like get into enough to like get in like you know like to get into like you know the motions and the paces and everything to really like you know get it because it is a, a substantially different Assassin's Creed game than the ones that came before it. Um, and I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm liking it a lot. I think I think overall I'm about thirty percent of the way through. When I picked it up, I was like nine. So, um, and I'm. Uh, I'm I'm doing a lot of side questy stuff too, just mm. because I'm I'm enjoying being in the world. So, but yeah, yeah. Um, Goat, how about you? What did you play this last week? Uh, I, I did some weird things like you did. Um, I I only have one achievement left in Diablo, so I was looking for something that kind of scratched that itch, and uh, so I started. Um, uh, what did I start? Uh, Dragon Siege Three, which is an X three Xbox three sixty title. Dungeon that we, Siege. Or Dungeon Siege. Yeah. What did I say? Dragon. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, dungeon, Dungeon Seeds Three. So, and it's, it's not Diablo. It looks like it, and it plays like it, but it's not Diablo. It's, not. it's a little, no. It's, I mean, I'll, I'll finish it just because it's, it's good, but it wasn't the, it wasn't the Kool Aid I was looking for for that. So it's part. a, it's, it's filler. It's, it's just, it's you're trying to fill the void with something yeah. that is not the thing you actually want. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I foresee, um, I foresee Goat just going back and playing more Diablo in the future. Most, most likely. Um, but since I couldn't fill that void, I, uh, I cracked open uh, Beyond Two Souls. Yeah. So I, uh, I dusted off the 14 pounds of dust on my PS3. Is <laughs> um, I, I don't have a PS4 yet, and it's still available on PS3. Uh, and I, I feel bad that I didn't play this sooner. It's from the same people, Quantic Dreams, who do Heavy Rain. Um, it's not as open as Heavy Rain. It's very linear, but I, I, who cares? The story, like, you forget that it's linear. The story is just so back and forth and all over the place, and, I mean, it's... These, these guys are on my telltale list of anything they put out, I'll just buy, because it's going to be good. They have not let me down yet. <laughs> They've scared the crap out of me several times so far, but other than that. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? David Cage is a good uh, He's a good game director. I mean, I, I always have like tiny problems with his games, but they're not enough to ever really say anything bad about the games. It's always yeah. like some of the voiceover work is always kind of questionable in their games. Um, I don't know. I, William Defoe's in this one, so I'm all right with yeah, it. Yeah, well, they, they've, they got real actors from that point forward, but for mm-hmm. everything, I shouldn't say real actors. That sounds shitty. Um, more well-known or more professional actors. That sounds so shitty. Um, I'm a real musician. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, no, but the I think a lot of it was just that, if I remember correctly, they were getting, because uh, Quantic Dream and David Cage, they're French, it's a French studio. I think they were getting um, French, they were getting French actors to speak with an American accent. And so there was always a oh, little, right, a little bit. It didn't never quite fit on that front. A little but, awkward. Uh, yeah, just a little unnatural, I would say, as opposed to awkward. But yeah, good, good, good stuff. It's on my two playlists. It's the only one of his games I have not played so far. So. Oh, you're missing out. Yeah, yeah. You're missing out. Well, I'd be playing it. Uh, uh, my, uh, disclaimer. Good. Disclaimer, real quick. If anybody hears a uh, gunfire, that's just Charlie's neighborhood. He lives in the ghetto. Sorry. <laughs> Definitely not fireworks. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I may or may not be under attack. Um, <laughs> hey, I've got fireworks going off outside my uh, my window here too. It's you know, Fourth of July weekend here, so what what, what did we expect? Um, ladies and gentlemen, with your free Gamerhead Radio show, you also get a fireworks show. Yay! Which is awesome in audio. 
Yes, it is. It's just yeah. wonderful. Um, the best way to listen, best way to go to a fireworks show is just to listen to them. They're yes, that's right. visually not worth it. Yes, yes, clearly. Um, I would be playing Beyond Two Souls. I would be playing a lot of things if the power supply on my PlayStation Three had not died. Um, I can't play. I was in the middle. I was like twenty hours into Nino Cooney and it died. And you can't know what that did to my soul that I didn't get to finish Nino Cooney. Megan was very upset about it actually because she was all about that. It's a great game. game. It's a fucking great game. Still on my to need to playlist. Talking about it makes me sad though because I can't finish it. I bought a power supply to replace the one I had, and I bought the wrong one, so I'm gonna resell that one and then <laughs> buy the right one. But anyways, um, anything else on uh, your list of games you played today, go or this week? No, no, no. I, I had villain stuff going on and. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Largely, I had the same problem. I did get some game time in this week, but not uh, not as much as I have been off and on for the last few weeks. I played, um, I played a game. Uh, well, I'll get to that one in a second. I played, of course, a bunch of Overwatch, <laughs> um, but it was not just because I was enjoying playing it, but because they they added something to it that a lot of people were curious about. Uh, just a couple days ago, they added a competitive matchmaking mode. Where it's like esports competitive, and you have to play. It's kind of like Rocket League. Go, you'll you'll know from you have to play ten uh, matches to kind of get your placement in the ranking ladder. And then there are seasons that last for. This first one's only going to be, I think, a month or something like that. And then going forward, the seasons last for three months apiece. Um, and you know, if you play well, your rank goes up. If you play poorly, it goes down. And um, you get like for participating in the season, you get you know some vanity rewards that you can use in the game. Um, and then, um, and it's a, it's definitely more challenging. I've noticed that competitive people are doing that thing because people are playing much better. So I had a good time with it. Um, nothing else new to say about Overwatch other than I still think it's a lot of fun. Um, they just gave you more of a reason to own it because now there's a whole other mode in there that helps add some value to it. Um, and then I played a game called Subnautica, which I have had for a while on my, uh, on my PC, uh, but I decided to, I don't know, I just decided to go in and, and crack open some of the stuff that I have wanted to play for a while and just did not for whatever reason. Um, so Subnautica is kind of a survival world-building type game. Um, it's sort of like uh, Minecraft or Space Engineers or uh, any of those games, just survival game, but it's unique because you're in a spaceship in space, big ship, like a capital ship type thing, and it's crashing, it's blowing up and falling out of the sky into the atmosphere, and you jettison out uh, of this in a like escape pod type thing, and um, you hit the water, and when you you in this little capsule, and when you are in the capsule, you can climb up a ladder and look up what's above you, and you just see ocean everywhere, and that huge ship crashed into um, and kind of slowly sinking, and then you can go below and drop out of it, and you're in the ocean, and you collect resources and things to... You have to feed yourself. You have to catch fish and cook them, and you have to explore the ocean, and there's, like, apparently some really large, very horrifying monsters in that ocean because it's an alien world. Um, but it's really neat, and it's a lot of fun, and kind of uncomfortable when monsters attack you because I'm terrified of sharks. So uh, when shit gets like all up on you, I'm like, no, man, let's not do that. Um, but it's yeah, it's I a played lot of fun. that. It's uh, it's actually on the. Uh, I've played that. It's actually on the um, whatever the beta mm -hmm. section of Xbox One. Subnautica. Yep. 
You sure about that? That they're doing like a, like a preview program type thing? Yep, well aware. Yep, I said I, I swam around and yeah, all, all sorts of stuff. I liked it. It's really neat. It's really neat. Or like yeah, those, it's kind of like Arc to the di- uh, dinosaur game on Xbox One. Yeah. yeah, I got sucked into it. Those mean ass uh, like barracuda fish with the teeth. Yes, those, those, yes, yes, those, quite. Those guys suck. Not so, not so great, man. That's awesome. Yeah. If you, I mean, on uh, Xbox One or PC, whatever your whatever yeah. your poison is, I recommend giving it a shot if you like those types of games because they're, I don't know, just really, really well made. That one looked really sharp. Um, then um, <clears throat> I think that was all I had time to play. Uh, I did play a little bit of a, a little bit of VR this week, um, some Darknet and um, just some Darknet. That's all I played. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's all I had time for this week. Getting ready for the villain show left me uh, a little bit uh, light and lean on free time to sit and play this week. Unfortunately, it's understandable. Um, before we move on, just a funny anecdote um, that um, you know that that crash, you know, that, that that bang that we heard a bit ago that was a firework, um, Michelle actually came up to ask me if I fell out of my chair. <laughs> she really? It was, it was that, like, forceful on yes. your guys' end? Jesus. Yes. Wild, man. People I get said, crazy over there. Yeah. yeah. It's not fireworks, it's tiny bombs. Oh, beautiful four spacious guys and we mm-hmm. blow stuff up. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Only in America can you break the law by lighting off fireworks in celebration of your country's freedom. Yes, yes, mm, I'm pretty sure other countries do that too, but yeah. It, yeah, America. Yes. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure fireworks are probably legal there. <laughs> no, maybe. maybe um, possibly. Real quick, I just want to say uh, say hi to one of our viewers, Darcy. Hi, Darcy, who has uh, hijacked her boyfriend's computer to watch us. So. Excellent. Um, Welcome, so. Darcy. It's good to see you. Yes, Thanks for watching the show. Yes, and hi, Mark, if you're in the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, we 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 know you're there. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so now that you all know what we played this week, let's see what happened here in the world of news in video gaming. A little bit of a lean week. I expected it to be as such, but uh, I've got a couple of things here that might pique your interest. So, starting off at number five for this week, it seems that it kind of pursuant to a discussion that we had some uh, some months ago about VR and, and the direction of it, and like we had this joke about you know what is it that always drives the growth of a technology is is whether or not it finds the nudies. Um, well. According to Google, VR porn searches are up 9,900% on Google <laughs> since 2014. <laughs> and the secret's thing, out, chaps. Yes, it's, it's, it makes me laugh. Shockingly, shockingly, it's not shocking at all. Um, people are spending a lot of time looking this up now that the Gear VR has become such a, uh, an installed thing for people who can get it easily or you know the other VR units that are out there. So um, searches for VR porn have increased 100-fold from November 2014 through April 2016, according to Google Trends. Um, that is a growth of 9,900% in 17 months, and it shows how rapidly an idea can take off if people get behind it. You know, especially when you're talking about an emerging technology, something that people are just now kind of trying to adopt. Um, the information came from a uh, research firm called Superdata. They said that they're predicting the virtual reality could turn into a $40 billion business by 2020. 
um, kind of based on the demand for, for porn in whatever medium it is. And they're saying that this is probably no exception. Um, just, just to make it super official and mad pro, um, here I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screen share so that you guys can see this uh, super-duper uh, professional infographic that I did not make. <laughs> you see, here is where you see uh, the no-bone zone, and then, then, then clearly you, you see um, you get the E-perv uh, peak right here. So yeah. Wait, isn't that right about the time all the... Uh... The Gear VRs and S7s were uh, finally I'm, shipped out? I'm going to say probably very much so. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ricky wants to know which uh, which device is the best selling so he can invest in it. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Ricky, it does not say anything about which particular... Which uh, What my understanding is is that the PC rigs, the, the Rift and the Vive, are what people are saying that those are the preferred way... To throw down if you're looking for your your internet nudies in VR, oh, especially with the the hand yeah. panels or controllers. Well, I they were well, they're saying it's because like places like Pornhub and everything have made it like highly easily accessible. If you've got your Gear VR or your uh, Oculus Rift or your HTC Vive yeah. on, like you could just surf on over there and do what you do, I guess. So, um, <clears throat> I'm waiting for the Pornhub app to show up on on the Oculus Store. Oh, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. But, uh, yeah, there you go, gents. Uh, we were, you know, sur not surprisingly not wrong about that, uh, and I'm, I'm sure it's probably just going to get crazier. Uh, any thoughts on this trend, gentlemen, this upswing, as it were? I only have one thing to say on the matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, did you have to bring it back, Charlie? <laughs> did you have to bring it back? Jesus. The future, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and Ricky, to answer your uh, question, that that appears to be a Gear VR headset on that man. Um, so um, I, yeah, that I is. Think, yeah, I think I yeah, think that, that looks like an innovator edition to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, there's there's no there's no charging port on the bottom. God damn it, Charlie! <laughs> <laughs> so fucking uncomfortable, man. You're welcome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, wash the proverbial taste of that last story out of our mouths here. And move on to number four for the week. So um, Evo 2016 is just around the bend, which uh, for those of you that don't know is Evolution. Um, it's a uh, Evolution Championship Series is the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. Um, is absolutely smashing records with 14,000 registered competitors this year. That is massive for an event of this size. Competitors, not just attendees to like go watch a couple hundred people compete. They have 14,000 registered competitors. How it breaks down uh, for for the people versus the games that are going to be part of EVO um, this year. Street Fighter V has 5,065 registered fighters. Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U has 2,637. Super Smash Brothers Melee has 2,350, so almost as much as the Wii U. Um, a Pokemon tournament has 1,165 people registered. Guilty Gear Exerd Revelator has 903. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 has 770. Mortal Kombat X has 707. Tekken 7 has 543. And Killer Instinct has 540. Um, part of the reason this is, this is a big deal for the fighting game community is because this more than doubles last year's turnout for Ultra Street Fighter 4. 
So now that Street Fighter V is out, they literally twice the amount of people were entered to, to play, which is ironic because that game is not being as well received by the fighting game community um, as as the fourth game was. So, I, I'd um, say that's probably missing uh, miss or incorrect, John. Uh, the numbers you just said says I think they've gotten uh, their butts mended and they're no more hurt. Oh no, trust me. I think I'm sure they're doing fine, but uh, you know it's a uh, and the internet community. Oh yeah, yeah, quite, quite. Um, you know, for Street anybody, Fighter, bottoms and pudding. I'm, I'm sure I should hope so. It's a pretty famous series. Um, for anybody who cares to keep up with uh, with Evo, uh, it's going to be taking place July 15th through the 17th uh, at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Of course, they do stream all that stuff online in any of the uh, games or competitions you would like to see uh, play out. You it's, can uh, find streams for. It's also going to be on ESPN too. Well, that was one of the news stories coming up. Thank you, Goat. Oh. <laughs> so, um, do you guys do you guys think this is uh, you know part of the growing trend of uh, esports just finding its way up? You know, uh, another example of how esports is slowly growing and and sticking around, sticking it out. Yeah, it's the same crap you just showed. Do do either of you have? Because you neither of you are are fighting game fans particularly. So, um, is there do do you have any interest in watching Evo? Uh, even though you're not playing fighting games, would there be any enjoyment in it for you to watch the competition of those unfold? Yeah. So to clarify, I I have nothing. I I don't like playing fighting fighting games because I'm horrible at them. <laughs> <laughs> I I have mad respect for people that do play fighting games, especially competitively, because I mean the the amount of time and dedication that I I'm sure it takes to be able to master characters and like get that super precision timing down like is is it I mean that, that's that's no laughing matter that's nothing to scoff at so yes. I mean like I, I have mad respect for fighting game players I just I don't play them because I'm horrible yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh so so um so to answer your question um uh yes I would absolutely watch um the um you know I I wouldn't be able to fully appreciate what I'm seeing but you know because I don't you know I'm not in it you know I'm not I'm not you know um but uh you know I know I would watch for sure yes what about you, Goop? No. Like, I, I, I get it. <laughs> I, I get it. It's cool and all that stuff, but I, I don't know. I just, eh. I never really got into that, that community. Like, No interest in, in playing or watching or both? Well, I play fighting games here and there, and I'm all right at them. It's just, like, I don't know. I, I got, at some point in my life, because, like, back in the day as a kid, man, I used to fucking destroy Mortal Kombat, like, two, three, on, you know, Super NES and all that stuff, like, all day long. When I had friends, and we were, you know, we, like, all hung out and, you know, were kids, and you actually went to your friend's house and stuff like that. Now, I, I guess the community's ruined it for me because either you're, you're all the way into the, and you you live on that game and you're really good at it, which is good on you. Or you're like me and you play other things and you aren't as good at it, so it's not as fun to play with anybody anymore. <laughs> you know, I think I think um, it, they they lost you when when um, when people as a group as hu when humanity became interested in it because <laughs> everybody knows goat wherever people go, goat goes the other way. <laughs> I was at the House of Blues last night. There was like ten people there. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! Oh, wow. More than ten. <laughs> Eat shit, goat. Oh, I don't count the other side of the fence. No, on my side of the barrier. 
That is true. We had a lot of we had a lot of people as part of our crew last night because we had people extra people performing with us and some friends there and yeah, guys doing lights. Yeah, you're right. We had a lot of people backstage last night actually. I mean, they were all crew. They had to be crew. The House of Blues is terror for anybody who doesn't know. House of Blues is um, like. Um, dare I say it on the air? Borderline Gestapo with how uh, strict they are in that place. Well, but, House uh, of Blues. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but yes. Anyways, uh, yeah. uh, back back to fighting. Not, uh, yes, of not rambling. Uh, I'm very excited for Evo. I'm going to be checking it out, and uh, I'll be talking about it as I did, you know, last year as well. Um, you know, while we're when we get to that that episode of the show, I'll be talking about some of the results and highlights. I plan to watch it and you know dig in and really see what I can get to. But um, let's go ahead and move on to number three for the week. Um, where video games are concerned, it seemed that for a while choosing to kickstart a project um, could be a really good way for independent developers to get a bigger budget than they would have had to independently develop a game before. But... Um, seems that Kickstarter is seeing a huge decline in money being pledged to video games in 2016. Um, as opposed to the you know years prior where people would throw like truckloads of cash at a Kickstarter project if they believed in it enough, a la Mighty Number no. 9. It's a fine example, one of those things. So if you if you talk about or you think about some games that have been like heavily or largely uh, crowdfunded besides Mighty Number no. Nine, um, Shinmu Shinmu Three is an example of that because that is that is largely being made, uh, almost entirely being made with crowdfunding. It's uh, that took in a six million dollar uh, total. If you remember, we talked about after E3 last year, um, Bloodsta- Bloodstained Ritual of the Night took in five point five million the month before that one, and. Uh, 2016 is not wielding any sort of results like that. As a matter of fact, according to the information that was collected by the, the research company that put all this together, people are just not. I think because so many Kickstarter... They've been burned. Yeah, they've been burned. They've been burned too many times. Either not gotten what they were promised, or the developer puts out a rushed product and says, "We this is it, this is the game. And you kind of are left going like, what the fuck did you spend that money on? I know you didn't spend it all on this game. Don't you lie to me. Yeah. Well, that and uh, a lot of people I know who are who have been burned by this stuff, um, they get burned on the end. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. always a nightmare actually getting your product. Yeah. Well, I mean, to give you an example, though, too, of of how large the disparity is between last year and this year, a lot of these games that were sort of semi high profile took in, you know, several millions as we just talked about a second ago, but a lot of the games that are hitting for 2016 that were are being considered successes are taking in um, you know, $450,000, $230,000, $175,000 for various projects that are listed as part of the article. That's substantially less. Um, and not that those games can't be made with those budgets. I mean, it certainly depends on, I guess, what kind of games they're trying to make. But uh, a lot of people are saying that... Uh, Mighty Number no. Nine's kind of rocky, bumpy launch is not going to help that trend at all. Do do you have either of you had an experience with a kickstarted project where you got burned or felt like maybe it wasn't a good idea to participate? Most of them. Most of them. Yeah. Well, like, I've I've tried I've I've did a couple here and there. I'll throw in some some dollars and all that stuff, but like. I don't know. I'm like, uh, well, because Char- Charlie is very much a a believer in kickstarting. I mean, he's talked about kickstarting several things, 
um, you know, during our time on the show, you know, and getting behind something on Kickstarter. So, Charlie, you ever had a bad experience been burned? You're making me uh, think. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I'm just going to pull up um, all the stuff that I've kickstarted. So, um, the... <clears throat> Let's see. So, no, actually. the I mean, like, I've had stuff be delayed, which is which is hardly unusual, but, um, I mean, as far as Kickstarter is concerned, I mean, the very first thing I ever Kickstarted was the uh, Video Games Live um, Level 3, um, you know, when, um, when, uh, when uh, you know, Mike was back on the show. Um, the, uh, I guess, I guess the one bad, bad example I have is there were, there were some folks who were trying to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, like, make a, make make a version of Android that would work on work well on PCs. Um, I did kickstart that. They are they've been updating frequently, but they they pivoted several times and um, it's it's I'm not really sure what's going to be happening there. Um, but uh, so I have nothing to show for that yet, but it was only like 10 bucks or something, so I'm not really concerned about that. Um, Exploding kittens was a, a huge success, so I'm not really concerned yeah, about success. that. Um, I attempted I I did back um, um, Starfighter Incorporated, but that did not, uh, which was the the you know the space sim from the people who may, had made uh, X-wing Crisis and Desert Combat, mm-hmm. but that did not get funded. So um, that uh, so, which shockingly did not get funded, but um, so uh, you know no harm no foul there. And then um, yeah, then I've got a couple tech things that I had done on um, the uh, the other platform, the other big one that's not Kickstarter. Um, Indiegogo. Uh, Indiegogo, yes, thank you. Um, and um, those things have been hugely delayed, but um, have been trickling out. So I mean, you know, it's uh, um, I haven't I haven't been burned like super bad, but I know I know several other people have. I've just been lucky to have not. I've I've been lucky to have good have had good luck with the things that I've decided to back. So right on. Fair enough. Um, a viewer and listener, Cal Davis, uh, kind of opined here on. Uh, on, on the subject we're discussing right now, he said, I will say I backed Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. As a backer, I was given a copy of the demo played at E3 this year. The demo was absolutely fantastic. Cool. And that's the last thing he'll ever get. <laughs> I've, I'm not, I don't dislike uh, crowdfunding, crowdsourcing. Um, I... I don't, typically don't back them usually because I'm I'm always really skeptical that these <laughs> that people are gonna fucking finish I'm with projects. You. I so don't have money to throw around and just wait to see where it goes. I've backed a couple things, you know, but nothing nothing substantial. You know, five bucks, ten bucks. You know, he's like, here, I'll help out in this way. I mean, and I have some experience with crowdfunding because a couple years ago, the Pink Elephants on Parade video that Vias for Villain shot was largely crowdfunded. Um, we had a successful Kickstarter campaign a few years back, um, so that was that was nice. I like that, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, do you guys think that these numbers are going to go back up at any point, or do you think that the the trend of crowdfunding has just become flooded and partially disappointing? I think it's become tainted. Like the yeah. potato salad guys ruined it. <laughs> no, you're right about that. I think that kind of stuff is just silly, yeah, that, and ridiculous. You know that that you know the Jesus waffles, all that crap is kind of tainted. Kind of like eBay waffles. You know, there's eBay there's our show thing. title right there, Jesus waffles. <laughs> this is our yearly Jesus title. Last year it was a uh, uh, Christians don't laugh at Jesus and I darb. This year it's Jesus waffles. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Got to meet the quota. All right, moving on to number yes. two. Um, 
so this is not I don't know if this is necessarily big news I just wanted to point out um, the company did something nice for somebody for a change um, Overwatch uh, is a pretty huge game right now a lot of people are playing it and um, don't laugh this is not funny this is actually no, just you, everything everything right now it's it's John Overwatch following this, Overwatch play. this had nothing to do with my my appreciation of Overwatch this had everything to do with Blizzard <laughs> Doing, doing, you, you, know, you, you, you misspoke. It's obsession. It's not appreciation. It's not an obsession. It's not an obsession. Not yet. I mean, I'm getting there, but it's not there yet. Um, Blizzard has paid tribute to an Overwatch fan by the name of Wu Hong Yu, who passed away on the 23rd of May, which was the day before the game's launch. Um, apparently, this gentleman was was killed in an accident. Um, they put a they put a memorial in the game. I'm going to share um, in just a second here uh, a photo of that so that uh, you can see what it was they put into the game for him. Um, apparently, this gentleman took place uh, took part in the beta that preceded the game's actual release and was a big fan. Um, and, and he was th- this is the, the really kind of shitty sad part about the story. According to the original reports out of China. He passed away at the age of 20 after giving chase to a thief who tried to steal his friend's motorcycle, and it ended in a collision that you know killed this young man, unfortunately. So um, Blizzard put in this memorial, which has um, which translates to um, it, it, you'll see some some Chinese characters above this here, and uh, let me double check and make sure I have this correct. Oh, the the translation on the suit. Says heroes never die, and uh, they did clarify that they put this in for him. So I thought this was really cool. Of uh, Blizzard, let's take a look. There you go. So what you see kind of at the bottom here is um, character one of the hero characters Genji's arm. So that's not part of the tribute. That's just his arm. Oh, okay. <laughs> the suit is itself is the arm, and then right here in the center in red characters, it's where it says heroes never die, and they they placed that in there for him. It's kind of cool. Yeah, man, I think it's neat. You know, companies nice, yeah. companies are not yeah. in any way obligated to do that, and yeah. they didn't know this guy from you know Joe Schmo, so I thought that was kind of a cool thing. Um, I it's wanted nice to... when people do that. Yes, 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 yes. Very kind. Um, yeah. I'm glad that more games are doing that now. Not, not really, not really much to say, you know, about the the story otherwise, other than that's very unfortunate, and uh, you know, I think, you know. A lot of character on behalf of the the fellow that passed away, you know, trying to trying to chase a thief down. It's unfortunate it ended the way it did. So, um, yeah. Uh, Leave chasing on. down the professionals. That's right. That's right. Uh, moving on to number one for the week. Um, Goat made mention of uh, something during our uh, Evo stories. Two Evo stories this week, but uh, this one kind of a bigger deal because. Um, Evo's Street Fighter V tournament is going to be televised on ESPN2, which I'm sure is probably making ESPN and sports fans just, like, gnash their teeth and, like, discuss. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's on, e- it's on ESPN2. They don't even uh, consider that a real channel. Yeah. So. Nah, apparently that's not. Yeah, that's where they, that's where they put, like, a shuffle, shuffleboard and, you know, um for the curling polo. championship is every year. Yeah, curling. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk bad about curling. I'm not saying shit about curling. I, I never knew. Yeah, see, Goat, Goat's a sports. He's an athlete. He is uh, curling. Yes, I just play weird sports that That's aren't it. American. What, what were we just talking about? Goat, Goat plays sports that nobody else plays because he hates people. 
Yeah. Um, so what they're going to do is is uh, ESPN's coverage for Evo 2016 is going to begin at 10 p.m. Um, Eastern Time on Sunday, July 17th. You can actually check it out during their uh, their their live uh, watch ESPN streaming service if you have that if you care to. Um, a quotation with uh, John Lasker, Vice President of Programming and Acquisitions for ESPN Digital Media, said, "The Street Fighter V World Championship will be one of the must-see competitions for the Evo Finals. We're always exploring ways to serve the growing and passionate audience of competitive gaming, and we look forward to delivering this event to fans." Um, we've talked about this off and on, but uh, ESPN seems to be increasingly more um, interested in getting involved in esports because it's an emerging thing, and they are, you know, football or sports, everything, you know. So, um, do you do you do you do you guys want to see more of this in gaming? Do you want to see more games, competitive games? I mean, not necessarily this type of game, but do you think it would be neat to see this stuff more widely broadcast like this? Yeah, I think it just uh, anything like this just uh, like validates the platform and validates the concept mm-hmm. and the idea and just video gaming in general. Absolutely, no, yeah. No, it doesn't. No, oh, oh. no, we've no, got no, the, 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 the time's over. We're, we're going back to we're going back to Plan A here. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice while it lasted. Now tell me why. It's good. Uh, God damn, I feel better, um, man. I this, was, this, it, is, this is freaking me out. This is just bullshit. ESPN is not doesn't give a fuck about video games. It doesn't give a fuck about anything. They are interested in getting more dollars in their pockets, and they don't care what it is. See, no, I, I agree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. But I think what we were talking about is whether or not this is a good thing for video gaming. Like, is no, 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 but hang on, hang on, hang on. So I, I'm going to address what Goat said. So Goat, you're right, but that doesn't that doesn't disprove the yeah. point. The but fact. The, hang on, hang on. The, 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 the fact the fact that they are that they believe that there's going to be enough people watching this and that there's enough interest in this is why that they're doing this so, so that they can make money off of their ad dollars and you know and and their advertising. Yeah. They, they're not, it, of course, clearly they're not doing it out of the kindness of their hearts and their 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 want to you know to 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 further the the you know the esports and the platform and everything. They're doing this because they think people are going to want to watch yeah. and and it's, yeah. it's 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 cyclical. It's they people want to watch so. And they tell ESPN. ESPN says, "Oh, people want to watch. We're going to put this on." The fact that ESPN is putting this on is going to make other people say, "Oh, apparently people want to watch this. I'm going to want to watch too." And it's cyclical. That's that's how this that's how this works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think I, I don't know. I, I think they're trying to cash in, which obviously are, which is fine. But in this day and age, people already go to Twitch to watch this stuff, anyways. Why would they change? You know, oh my God, ESPN's got it now. Well, if you want to know where it's at, you've already known where it's at for the last like three years. Why would you go to ESPN all of a sudden to watch it? Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, yes, but you know, Twitch is is it, it's sort of the difference between like <clears throat> I don't know. It's 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 like. I mean, and I say, I know. I mean, you're, you're talking about a national broadcaster. I mean, like, well, I mean, a, a cable channel, fine, but you know, yeah. you know, it's 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 the difference between like, you know, being able to watch, you know, like, you know, NASCAR on NASCAR.com versus being able to watch it on ESPN. It's yeah, just like the, the it's, fact, the fact a, that it's on a bigger platform, a bigger channel, means more people are going to. Not to mention. To, yeah. How many times have you been watching a stream on Twitch or YouTube gaming, and it gets it starts buffering, it gets backed up, it's not. You know, like little, it's, I'm stupid to say, but, or, honestly, whenever I watch a live stream, I shut the fucking chat off. I just completely get rid of the side pain. <laughs> yeah. I don't even yeah, You just turn it into television. Yeah, but, but, I, I mean, I could see the appeal, but I also think it goes beyond, 
the convenience of being able to stream it versus it's not really an argument of convenience. I think for a lot of people who are looking at this on the video game side of the fence, see this as one more step closer to validity. You know what I mean? Because it's a uh, le- yeah. legitimizing, I mean, you know, the the medium. In a way. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing on that. I, I I think the suits are trying to hit their mark, but unfortunately, their mark isn't in cable. Like I mean, kids, they're they're on their devices all the time. They all have internet connections. Like they're not gonna take up the living room TV when they can just sit in their room like they always do and do whatever the hell they want on their iPad. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think. I don't think the new viewers are going to be there in this day and age because the internet generation's already on the internet. They're not going to change habits. Like, I, I, you know, does it make sense? Yeah, I, mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, you I, know, I, do, I, do, like, I do understand what you're trying to say, but at, at the same time, the fact that this is on ESPN is, like, if, if I have the option of watching it on like on, on ESPN2 versus watching it on a, on a Twitch stream, I'm going to yeah. watch it on ESPN2. Because well, yeah. well, that you're, also, you're almost guaranteed to have a better ex- viewing experience. Yeah. Well, that, but then the other side of that, though, is with everybody cutting cords now, how many people still have cable that are into this? Mm. But e- e- ESPN2 is also a smart choice for this entire thing because I think that's one of the channels that's available for like streaming on like on various platforms. Oh, and so then so, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, uh, that makes sense. I mean, at least at least back with the with the Xbox 360. Now I'm not a sports guy, so I'm the wrong, probably the wrong person mm-hmm. to opine on this. But I remember back when the 360, they had that ESPN2 app on there where you could watch ESPN2 via the app oh, on yeah. the 360. The beginning of it. I think it's still around. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. Um, uh, Ricky is asking, do you think there will ever be a bar audience interested in a MLG MLG broadcast? Uh, um, oh, I hope not. That's just a freaking. Brawl and cops waiting no, to happen. No, I would fucking dig that. Like honestly, like <laughs> watching Evo or watching Street Fighter, whether it's streaming or being broadcast on uh, ESPN, whatever it is, I don't care what it is. I would, I would absolutely so much more prefer to get you guys, Ricky, and just a bunch of friends together. Maybe five, between five and ten friends. Go to a bar, sit down, and have a couple of good beers, and just have a fucking good time. You know, I think we, we should all wear affliction shirts. Yeah, <laughs> and just completely wasted and talk about our gym memberships and yell at the screen when they don't win. I mean, we just UFC this all time. Yeah, that's true. You know, though, I'm try- I'm thinking, I'm trying to think about the experience that I've that I've at least witnessed of like people watching sports in like a bar situation. Like, <laughs> I've the- seen that. You you leave. You grab your electronics and you run to your car in fear. <laughs> no, I can't because then I would be le- leaving Michelle there. Um, oh, the- yeah. Um, the but it, it, I mean like when you're talking about like like something like NFL or NHL or something like that something interesting happens maybe every few minutes you know what I mean like so the experience of like watching a game in a bar works because you can be social in between like the commercial breaks and in between like you know just like when you know just like you know when it's first second third or whatever down mm-hmm. and you know they're they're, they're in yeah. the middle of the field nothing interesting is going to be happening for a few minutes until they get into the red zone and so it, you know it's I'm using football terms dang it <laughs> um, yeah, I'm impressed <laughs> uh, show that you have them listed on your screen. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. The proof. There's nothing there. Nothing there. Um, but, um, <laughs> um, 
but uh, video gaming is entirely different. Like video gaming is is constant action. Like and you know even even if you're talking about esports of like Madden, like you know the the time it takes to do a play in Madden is a fraction of the time it takes to do a play in 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 in, in meat space. And so you know I'm just not sure if if watching esports would work as well at the bar because if, I feel like you have to pay attention to the TV a lot more. So it kind of removes the social element from it. Does, well, that, does yeah. that make sense? No, it's like boxing. It's gonna be a lot like boxing UFC where um, there'll be different, there'll be breaks and stuff like that. I guarantee it with like the announcers and stuff like that. And if you're not interested in the two people competing, you don't pay attention. You pick your fighters and you you tune into what you want at that point. I do, I do kind of feel maybe like uh, like Ricky very kindly um, baited us. No, no, very kindly <laughs> produced a, a fine mailbag question for this coming week. Um, you know, as to whether or not uh, whether or not you you would yeah. find the idea of it. watching major league gaming of any sort doesn't matter fighting games, uh, racing games, first person shooters, or competitive first person shooters. Would you um, go to a bar to watch video games being played? Yeah, MOBAs <laughs> like any. Well, no, no uh, yeah, competitive games, any competitive yeah. games. Just to clarify, uh, would yeah. you be willing to go to? Would you have any interest in going to a bar and participating with friends and watching these things be broadcast live? And would there be more interest for you if that were the case? Like, would it be more interesting than just sitting at home watching a live stream on your computer or phone? Yeah, I like it. Sounds good. Yeah, thank you, Ricky. We will get to your question next week. Good good man. Good man. (laughs) Um, Make sure you answer your own question. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so um, that... uh, that's that's it for the news this week. You know, oh, uh, a lot of a lot of Evo <laughs> this week. Not Overwatch, a lot of uh, Evo. Only it's one Evo Overwatch. Watch. Only it's one Evo Overwatch. Watch this week. It is Evo Watch. Damn, that would be a good sh- show title too. Yeah, I don't know. I might. What, the, what might, was the other I'm, one? Jesus, what? <laughs> Jesus waffles. Jesus I think waffles. Evo Watch is catchier. We might have to override Jesus waffles with Evo Watch. All right. All right. <laughs> um, I say we do Evo Watch. Brought to you by Jesus Waffles. I, why, Ooh, why, look at why, that. Why, hey, why hey, this, this, this live broadcast of, of Evo Watch brought wait, to you hold by on, Jesus wait, Waffles. Wait, hold on. What about Jesus Waffles buttered by Evo Watch? Ew. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want Evo Watch touching my waffles. I don't want them buttering anything. So, so we uh, we were talking about um, you know with it being summer, and um, you know we kind of started to think about you know like when do we play video games in relation to the seasons, and like does that change? So, um, so, so, uh, so, John, would you say that you play video games more or less during the summer versus the winter? Um, you know, I, I want to say my my gut instinct is is that I play them less uh, during the summer, but that is. I think I think whether or not I choose to play less during the summer is only dependent upon the day. If it is like oppressively hot outside, I'm staying inside and play video games, man. Um, if I if I don't feel like I have anything going on during the week in the summer, because I, I do try to get out of the house, stay outside. You know, I, I'm riding a bike right now, not just because I want to, <laughs> but I'm riding a bike. Um, I, I try to stay active, but that's the secret right there to losing weight, ladies and gentlemen. 
just have your car blow up. Yeah, just have your car die. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll either walk the weight off or you'll ride it off or you'll cry it off. I don't know one of the... <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I don't know. I As I get older, I find that I play less during the summertime just because, especially living in Chicagoland, I, for those of you who are watching or listening that don't know me on a personal level, I fucking loathe winter. I would rather put a lit cigar out on my asshole than deal with snow. Um, just to give you an idea of how much I hate winter. So, um, well, there's a show title. We get so we get so little decent summer in Chicagoland that I find myself as I get older going like I just need to kind of bury myself in the summer. Um, but I still play. I still play. I just probably don't play as much or as close together. Like I'll. Instead of playing every day, maybe I'll play twice a week. I'll just play for slightly longer periods to catch up. Awesome. What about you, Goat? Um, I mean, it doesn't really matter. With my crazy life, summer could be all year long, <laughs> or it could be never. It just depends on where I'm at at what point in the year. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, and I don't like outside. Outside can stay outside. Um, so, I mean, there's really nothing that. You know, it's more of my my it's more of schedules or uh, shows and 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 my my projects that keep me from gaming than like the seasons. <laughs> mm. Charlie, what about you? Um, <clears throat> I would say that I think I actually might play games more during the summer, and that's mainly because. <clears throat> Um, Michelle and I watch a lot of TV, and so with the summer being with, with with the summer with the summer being the off season for you know for being between TV shows, we have less TV to watch typically during the summer. And also, Michelle tends to um, I mean, as you guys know, there's there's a lot of games that Michelle and I play together, but um, but not everything. And Michelle is has also has there's 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 some games where she has she doesn't even want to be in the room when I'm playing them because she dislikes them so much or they make her motion sick that's the thing that she uh struggles with and so um you know there's uh, there'll be times during the summer where like you know she'll have something to do with like you know she'll be go out, go out to play you know cards with her mom or something like that where I'll end up playing games more where if it were the winter she probably wouldn't be driving out to you know to the middle of the middle of nowhere an hour and a half away because it's the middle of winter and it's probably snowing and awful outside so um just because of the, the 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 dynamic of our relationship, where in the winter we end up spending more time home together, um, we we do play some we play games like the amount of time that we play games together goes up in the winter, but. The, the amount of time that I play games as a whole, I think, goes down in the winter because we're spending more time together doing, you know, you know, sappy, coupley stuff and watching TV shows. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting that, that I'm opposite you guys on this one, it seems. Yeah, I well, mean... It also goes into schedules, though, too, because you have a con in the fall and a con in the spring. So right, you're yeah, busy. True, <laughs> true. true. And and I figured goat would be kind of the uh, you know the middle the middle ground uh, for this particular piece too because well, like, your your yeah, like life revolves year. around tour schedules and those things can spread yeah. like a weed out of nowhere you know what I mean yeah like like last year I didn't get to play any games last summer really because I was on Warp Tour all summer yeah, yeah it was so. mostly stuff that you took to play on your your DS right if yeah I that's it right. I mean when I'm on the road I'm pretty much stuck to my desk and my phone yeah so unless mm -hmm. unless one of us has the foresight to bring a system. <laughs> might want to think about it next time you're out on the road, man. Might make I already, I, I already ordered my pack. I'm just. It's <laughs> funny. Plugs right into the bus. It's great. <laughs> um, 
One one thing where we're playing in the summer is concerned though. I do find that if I'm playing games in the summertime, this is so this is gonna sound like such a like shut in like <laughs> antisocial shut in thing. And this this goes back to childhood. You see, he's driving my mother fucking crazy. And then, um, you know, Megan will kind of laugh about it sometimes. I'll be playing games in the summer. It'll be this, like, beautiful blue sky day outside, 70, 72, 75 degrees. She'll clearly be outside. It's, like, you know, 11 a.m. or noon. And I come in, and I'm like, all right, play some games. And then I turn on the Xbox or whatever system I'm playing, turn on my TV, and then I proceed to shut every goddamn blind and curtain in the house. And she's like, what are you <laughs> doing? I'm like, get fucking glare on the TV. I don't, I don't want to see the glare. I just want to see the crumpled bodies of my foes while I step over them in Overwatch. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a thing. And I, my mom used to come busting in when I was a kid. She'd open the door and she'd be like, you okay in here? And I'm like, yeah, I'm playing games. And she'd be like, like, Kind of dungeon esque in here, man. You got the door shut. You're not playing. It's summer. What are you doing in here? Go outside. And I was just like, ah, I, have to, I hissed at my mother. I'm pretty sure a couple times. You know, <laughs> John. John that's that's my lifestyle now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I picture I picture it being something like you know, like you you kick the door open to Goat's room in the summertime. Blinds are drawn. Uh, curtains are shut, and then there's there's goat in his underwear standing there, squatting like Gollum, holding his controller, you know, looking all crazy eyed. You're like, oh, that's just a Tuesday for goat. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's anywhere mm -hmm. between, you know, noon and noon. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So, um, I I think uh, unless you guys have any uh, any other particular thoughts on your summer gaming, summer versus winter gaming habits, do you do you find yourselves Playing a particular type or drawn to a particular type of game seasonally, is it, if you're if you're primarily a summer gamer, do you find yourself playing summery games, or is it purely just driven by mood? Yes, I only yeah. play Wii U Sports in the summer. <laughs> um, I exclusively only play Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball in the summer. Um, that is awful. That game <laughs> Jesus, is awful. That, that game will give your wife motion sickness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, <laughs> with the jigglies. Um, no, um, <clears throat> no. The uh, I feel like I feel like I, I, I feel like I feel like a lot of people might say I haven't looked at our mailbag responses yet, so I don't know if this is actually in them or not. But I feel like a lot of people would say that. Um, I, I'm anticipating that the that the more common answer is going to be that people play video games more in the winter, and that <laughs> um, and that they. I would think that if you're if you if you assume that you're going to be gaming more, that you might commit to longer games like RPGs and things like that. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, The Witcher would be a good winter title if it's negative 200 degrees yeah, for the week, I'll and agree. you know it. You know what? Maybe that's maybe that's what it is for me. If I'm playing games in the summertime, it's probably not that I play games less. Um, less frequently, like every day or every couple of days or something, it's probably just that I find myself playing games that I know I can get through more quickly. Because if I play a game that has a beginning and an end, then it will free me up to go do shit outside, and I don't feel I don't feel an obligation to come back to it. Or I'll yeah. play games that are, uh, like, you guys hear me talk about playing competitive multiplayer games uh, a lot, but... It's not because I just have a preference for them. I think it's because they're non-committal. I can play four or five matches, play for 45 minutes or an hour, like when Goat and I played um, Rocket League a couple weeks ago, we'd play an hour and a half or something. And you know, a couple hours, and we just yeah. played and went on with our lives. That was it, and then we got off, and then, you know, yeah. it was it. 
you know? You're um, free, I'm free. Let's play this. I think that's free. what it is for me. In the summertime, I just play either shorter games or sh- games that require less of a commitment. I always end up finding myself hunkering down and playing open world games November, December, January, February, um, which is what I did this well, last year. 2015, year. you're good for the next six years. Yeah, apparently. Um so that's that's something to kind of think about. But um, why let's don't we put a pin and, in this and yeah. So, so why don't we go ahead and move on to our mailbag responses? Uh, you know, in relation to the topic. So, the original question, as was worded uh, in in our mailbag, was: Do you game more in the summer or winter? Why? Do the types of games you play tend to change with the seasons? Uh, Ricky Keller responded by saying: More in the winter since it's cold out. Dan Lotke said, same for whatever season. Kids, enough said. <laughs> I can actually hear Dan saying that in, in Dan's very dry, sleepy-eyed way. Very good, Dan. Um, we also had uh, a response from uh, Darcy. said, I tend to game more in the winter months because it's just too cold to go outside. I usually play more handheld games like Pokemon on the 3DS or phone games. It's also mostly because Pokemon games tend to come out later in the year. Also, me playing my 3DS more in the winter may have something to do with my boyfriend hogging the PS4 <laughs> since his games all come out in, uh, late in the year as well. Can't wait to see Goat and John and hopefully Charlie at Midwest. Yes, we're, we are likely going to... Uh, well, we will all be at Anime Midwest next week, so I'm sure some, some gamer head shenanigans. Here's hoping. Mm, here's hoping. Um... <clears throat> So yes, yes, yes. She's some other stuff in there that uh, that's specifically directed to us off the show. So you guys check that post out so you can see what she had to say. Um, Dash also commented by saying, "I tend to play more handheld in the summer because I can bring my DS anywhere and I can get out of the house and still game. But in the winter, I stay inside and play more on the PC." Um, I believe that's all the mailbag responses I had. Did Did you guys have anything? John, you had some on your page, right? On my personal page? I don't think I actually got any this week. Oh, I thought you did. Maybe Let I'm me crazy. double check. Let me make sure. Maybe I'm crazy. Um, but um, did you guys have any responses otherwise? I did not. Uh, no, I don't think I did either. Did not. Yeah, we uh, we, we got the uh, mailbag response out a little bit late this week. so We were a little wishy-washy on it this week. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The three of us met on it, what, two or three times? And we're like, yeah, we were talk- talking about it. I don't know it. what that is. Uh, we, were, we'll get to uh, we were anchored and weighed down by uh, rock and roll show stuff. No, that's fine. No, I did not have any additional responses. That was oh, okay. everything we had for the week. Um, so I have nothing. Thank you, everybody, for your uh, your mailbag responses. You know. Yes, mm-hmm. appreciate it as always. So it seems like the consensus is, uh, you know, more people have a tendency to play uh, for longer in the winter, maybe. Um, or which makes sense, generally speaking. I, 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 I uh, yeah, I, it doesn't surprise me that I'm the uh, you know that my my response is not common on that one. Well, I mean, Fair. most of you know most most of this country, it's cold at some point of the yeah. year. <laughs> like other than our Florida listeners, going, what the hell's the snow they're talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, right. you don't, uh, Florida listeners, you don't want to know. It's bad. No, it's. I have bad, I have a friend that that these friends knows that lives in uh in Memphis, and she was from I think originally from Arizona or California. I don't remember the desert. Somewhere on the desert. She moved to Tennessee and just complained and complained and complained and complained and complained that she never got to see snow. And I used to tell her, there's nothing for you to see. Whatever you think it is, whatever wonderful, beautiful, sweet thing you think it is, it's a lie. 
don't do it. And she came up here to visit once and was just like singing Frozen songs and like twirling around in the snow. And I was just like, the only reason you're doing that is because you get to go back to Tennessee where it doesn't snow in your face. You're, you're doing the fun stuff, not the mm-hmm. horrible shit that ruins your week and your day. Sorry, I'm very bitter about winter. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> I'm with you, John. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not yep, have yep, a yeah, likewise, email likewise. from Songbird this week. Um, so uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully she'll catch up with us soon. I, I, I blame that on ourselves for the yes, delay in the mailbag. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we did not give her enough uh, mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's um, to craft a diabolical mind fuck for us yeah. this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she needs at least 72 hours for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, M- Michelle is, I, I believe, one of the only people that I know that actually has been, was born and raised and still lives in the Chicagoland area that still gets excited when it snows, like she, um, she yeah, loves yeah. the snow until That's like until like two until like two months into it, and then she's yeah. over it. But yeah, Megan's yeah. the same way. She still really? like, enjoys winter and likes snow, and you know, um, you know why? Uh, you know why? Why? Yeah. They don't have to shovel it. Oh yeah, she does. What are you talking about? No, we, we typically well, Michelle maybe yeah, but we don't. Michelle's a whole other animal though. Like she'll work on the. <laughs> Car and beat you up, and we'll be like, Charlie, you brought it upon yourself. You're the that's victim. true. That's true. <laughs> you're not. You're not wrong. Yeah, I'm like, uh, the condo association has. Uh, Most their, women don't shovel the walk. <laughs> there are guys out there taking care of that. So yeah, uh, too long. Don't read. Fuck winter. There it is. <laughs> so um, yes, yes, yes. Ooh, Arizona. It's nice. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's talk about what we've got. Uh, what we've got coming up here. Anything you guys got uh, scooting and moving this week? Everything you're gonna say. <laughs> Hmm. Yes, I, I I hope to be not sick soon. <laughs> that that is on my current. That is very high on my current <laughs> list of things to accomplish in my life. Um, but uh, aside from that, um, I'll uh, I'll plug the Gamerhead Radio aspect of next weekend because these guys are going to be talking about all the villains aspect. Um, so we are um, the uh, with with a with like a two percent chance of maybe it not happening just because we're still waiting to hear back on our press passes technically speaking but um, with, with with the confidence that that will be taken care of um, Gamerhead Radio will be at Anime Midwest um, at in, uh, in Rosemont I think right Rosemont Illinois mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah yeah at the uh, at the Hyatt Regency there uh, the, the 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 hotel with the big four copper towers actually uh, uh, Anime Midwest has has moved up in terms of its overall size grade so they will actually be sharing the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. Oh wow! Check with that out. with uh, you know uh, the Exotica Expo. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. that's right. Anime, mm-hmm. anime, and porn this weekend. Same that's building. Right. Yeah. 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 Had radio may also be covering something else. But um, <laughs> yeah, they're they're bulge. <laughs> 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 uh, actually, um, actually, this week, uh, Charlie, you forgot about the big announcement. The, uh, the big I announcement did? is we're uh, we're launching we're launching Bonerhead Radio. Um, <laughs> uh, you might be launching Bonerhead Radio. I am not launching that thing. Can we now? God, now there's another show title. I want to call it said Bonerhead Radio, but it would be that would be a fun. Um, you don't really have to change the logo. It is already a bone. Um, exactly. <laughs> we'll skull fuck you for free. Dude, oh, you know what? No, 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 no. Too far. Too far. Too far. <laughs> too far. <coughs> okay, anyways. Good. We we heard heard so we got our one our one uh, dad joke in courtesy mm-hmm. of Goat this week, and we also met our once a week make Charlie uncomfortable quota. So. And, uh, and we're done agreeing. We're back on track. Yeah. Oh. I'll call this a successful show. 
and all disagreed this week with the world. Mm, that's right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Gamerhead Radio will be covering um, Anime Midwest next week. Um, and uh, given the size of everything, we're really hoping to um to to really do um some like we're we're hoping to try and ca- uh, you know track some people down for interviews we want to interview some of the the various um, people that have done of uh, so, you know some video game voice acting there we're going to try and talk to the the convention organizers and see if we can get some of that arranged that is our goal uh, nothing is scheduled or in stone by any means yet but that is what we're going to be trying to do um but at the very least we'll be wandering the floor um and um hopefully uh doing some periscoping and checking things out um like we've done in the past you guys have seemed to enjoy that and so we'll be repeating that as well as then of course um, with uh, the villains festivities on Friday nights. John, why don't you say a little something about that? Um, we are going to be doing the less soft version uh, launch of our show. Uh, originally, the House of Blues thing came up last minute. We had like three weeks notice that this was going to happen. So originally, the plan was to debut new costumes and some of the the you know, behind the curtain things that, that Goat's been talking about for a long time is he and the rest of the, the people that work with villains as part of our stage crew um, have been building set pieces to put on stage for uh, the new show. Um, I, I won't spoil it, um, you know, just because it, it's hopefully aesthetically will look really neat and when you guys see it, but um, they, they've spent, you know, the last better part of the last three you know, maybe three and change, three weeks and change, right, Goat? Um, uh, June. We'll yeah, call it June. We'll call it June. Um, building these set pieces. And the portion that Goat helped build, uh, Goat and Ed, um, brother of uh, of uh, JR, our, one of our other stage managers, um, they, they built something big. This is large and kind of cumbersome and, you know, has to be taken apart in several pieces <laughs> in order to, you know, get it to and fro. Um, mm-hmm. We'll be uh, showing it off at Exotica. We, we, <laughs> probably so. Um, so that that's it. The costumes are going to be more complete. So those of you that came out to House of Blues, um, you'll see, you'll get to see. Well, they get to see the one costumes. piece in House of Blues. It's true. That's the one true. piece of furniture we built. Yeah, that true. your brother and you were fighting over. Well, oh, that's that's fucking dramatic. We weren't fighting over it. <laughs> um, I kicked his ass. No. Um, <laughs> other than that. You're also going to hear some new songs because if, if you came out to House of Blues, we didn't play everything that we've been rehearsing. There are a few other songs from Murder in the Art that were not performed. If everything goes the way it's supposed to, we may be playing Murder in the Art in its entirety from start to finish and then a few of the older tracks that you guys all really dig. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what comes of it uh, this week. But we're going to be on Friday evening. Uh, we are the headlining entertainment for Friday night. There will be a different concert on Saturday night, so if you have badges for the weekend, you'll get plenty of music entertainment. Uh, we'll be on just before the rave. So um, come, hang with us. You know, This is the first time we've done Anime Midwest that has not fallen on 4th of July. They pushed it forward, or pushed it back a little, or, or excuse, sorry, forward a little bit and uh, ended up um, selling a shitload more in, in, in the way of passes for the weekend. It's supposed to be a really big event, uh, but... You know, without getting into their personal business, um, somebody um, from their staff told me that they're they've sold like almost twenty thousand pre-reg for this. Oh my god! Like seven, seventeen, I think it's a little mm-hmm. over seventeen thousand, and that was weeks ago. So um, I don't even. It's going to be a really big show. It's almost doubled from last year. Wow! Um, yeah, just taking it off of. Fourth of July weekend, I think, made a huge difference for their attendance because everybody's out of town or busy for the holiday. Yeah. 
Um, so we'll see. Well, that and the, the dual conventions. I'm, I'm sure they probably got something going on there. Oh, we, yeah. Well, no, they're, they're not working at all with Exotica because they don't, you know, a lot of kids at the Anime Con, they don't want to be associated with that. But Exotica is really smart. Anybody who has an Anime Midwest badge and shows it at registration for Exotica, I think they get uh, like $10 off the cost of their badge or something like <laughs> nice. that. So it's kind of nice. funny. Um, yeah, so that that's everything going on for this week. The following week, I'll talk about that more next week, but we're going to be playing at Animazing in uh, Davenport, Iowa, another AnimeCon.org event. Um, so that's we got a lot coming up in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Just you know, up to our eyeballs in rock and roll. So it's good. Okay. I would ask Goat what he's got going on, but all of that pretty much. Yeah, I, I have my hands in both of those buckets. Yeah. So. Yeah. Charlie, what about you? Anything uh, substantial coming up this week? Just the gamerhead stuff. That's um that that's kind of my focus right now. Um, you know, of course, I'm in I'm in prep and Ponyville Cider Fest, but that's um that's you know that's uh that's a couple Still of ways out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, I guess I could say that um that we just announced officially uh, out loud announced um our first guest um Ali uh, Willa Milner is going to be um is going you know she was just up at MLP MSP. If anybody watches the show as watched this season, all um she is the voice of Princess Ember, um the 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 the, you know, the, the Princess Dragon character from uh, from earlier in in the, in the current season. And um, you know, MLP MSP was the first convention of any kind that she had ever attended ever, and so um, she had a phenomenal experience there. And so we uh, we asked her to come down to Ciderfest, and she's uh, she's thrilled to come. We're thrilled to have her because she was awesome, a ball of energy, tons of fun. Um, and so uh, so um, she's the first of many 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 guests that um, that. Uh, um, that that we are go- that we are in the process of getting all signed and you know eyes dotted and t's crossed and everything so we can you know announce more, um, but uh, but yeah no the uh, r- right now I'm, I'm mainly just looking forward to Anime Midwest next weekend that's I mean especially with hearing what their reg numbers are like man that that sounds like it's gonna be crazy so yeah, yeah, yeah. should be a good time absolutely. We have two different outlooks on that. I love it. Charlie's like, I'm a patriot. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to murder someone. <laughs> well, that's because, that's because you're going to be, you know, you're going to be working. you gotta, you got to sift yeah, through and see if humanity... I have coined the done. phrase. We, we, the crew has coined the phrase. Uh, looking after the villains is like herding wet cats. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> the most common question is, where, where is this one? It was, it was just here. It yeah. was just here. <laughs> All right, you're. That's fair. It's we're <laughs> difficult to pin down because I would. I would say. Down. I would say hyper cats because wet cats sound like they would be slower and more disoriented. Yeah. Than, no, they're than, disoriented and pissed off usually because anytime they gotta do something, they're like, "Oh, I'm already doing this." Right. Oh, okay. Wet cats go. got it. I'm, <laughs> I'm busy right now. Go busy, busy. <laughs> All right, but anyways. Um, I think I think we've probably covered everything of interest to yeah. our to our listeners and uh, I do believe some things that aren't interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so um, with all that being said, um, uh, as mentioned earlier in the show, our mailbag question for you guys next week is going to be: um, If you were to watch esports, so presuming that you're already going to be watching esports, would you rather watch them in like a bar and like a social public setting like that, or in the comfort of your own home? Um, and I'll throw in there too: um, Would you rather watch them like on a stream, like on Twitch or like an internet service, or would you rather watch them on ESP, ESPN2, or on your television in some other? Uh, I'll say probably more produced format than that. Traditional. Uh, we'll have idea. to figure out how to how to truncate it too because one of the things that was compelling to me about this mailbag idea was also does the does the incentive of getting to watch uh, gaming in like a live broadcast setting with friends 
compel you to to mm. watch like esports or live streaming video game content more, or are you indifferent to it? Kind of. No, it makes sense. Okay, so so um, if anybody who's watching, you can feel free to respond to anything we just said. We'll have a more concise way of asking all of that mm-hmm. um, when we post on social media. But feel free to respond to anything we just said. Um, uh, you don't have to wait for whatever the official question is. Um, but yeah, what? So that's our mailbag question to you for next week. Um, and uh, with all that being said, if you've liked what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K Charlie, John is at the Fallon Flynn, and Goat is at Sir Goatsworth. Um, you can call in and drunk wet cats, uh, Darcy says. Yes, drunk, <laughs> drunk, drunk wet cats. Yeah, um, they will be that at Midwest. A couple of us, sometimes, every now and again. I, uh, I hope to have my video camera fixed by then. Um, uh, you can um, email us, editors at GamerHeadRadio.com, or call and leave us a message at 94926Gamer. Um, you can um, please download the official GamerHead Radio app on Android on Google Play services, or you can download and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, TuneIn, uh, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Um, thank you very much for watching, listening, participating, commenting, uh, questioning, mailbag responding, all of those various things. Uh, we appreciate you guys all very much. and it uh, you, you make this less boring to do with every week than it would be otherwise. Um, so, uh, once again, thank you very much. This has been episode 175, my God, of Gamerhead Radio. Goosefraba. Today on Bonerhead Radio. <laughs> Today on Bonerhead Radio. Wait, what? The, what was the part that comes after? <laughs> you just got to the I was, so, I was so focused on on Bonerhead Radio. Boners.